It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Ramblers, let's get rambling. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Ramble with Russell, show 568 of my podcast, the home of intelligent rambling, right here on the Talk Show Network. I'm your host, Russ Hale. It's a perfect show lined up for you today and a belated Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. I hope you day this past weekend for Mother's Day and it was celebrated properly. Uh, with your family and friends. I hope it was. And um, and I just I'd throw that out there now, because everybody, as Penguin used to say on the old Batman TV show, everybody has a mother. <laughs> if, if you get that from the TV movie, then I'm impressed with you. And that is awesome. I've well, got a lot of stuff lined up for you today. Welcome to one of the longest-running single-hosted pop culture podcasts in Ontario. I'm your host, Russ Hale, and we are the home as I said, of intelligent rambling. Got a terrific show lined up for you today. And to celebrate Mother's Day, in a way, we're going to go a little back in time, back to the 1990s with another retro movie review. This one on Blu-ray. All my reviews today are on Blu-ray. Let's make that out of the way. And we're going to go back 25 years. Lord Almighty, where has the time gone Start things off with the 25th anniversary of Forrest Gump on Blu-ray. I said, because all the ones are Blu-ray, courtesy of Paramount Home Entertainment. Yes, it's been that long woo, since Forrest Gump hit our screens. I will talk about that, and I'll talk about my experience. Uh, what I can remember, I've seen Gump saw it in a theater all those long time ago. Yeah, we were originally in the cinema. So we'll revisit an old Tom Hanks uh, classic, if you will, and my more preferable Tom Hanks movies. Let me go from uh, that to Back to the Future, Back to the Present, with my review of your review of um, Killing Eve, season one, courtesy of BBC Home Video, where a a lowly, um, I guess, uh, secured uh, intelligence worker and a spy, or an assassin, I should say, come head to head. Speaking of head to head, we go uh, next. Uh, we, next one will be will be my movie review of the Escape Room, courtesy of Sony Home Video again on Blu-ray, where it's find the clues or die as a group of people get involved in a very inventive kind of contest, very deadly contest, if you will. And then we go from uh, people in a jam to the world of Lego for a second dip. Uh, courtesy of Warner Brothers Home Video on Blu-ray, with the Lego Movie 2, the second part, 
as we journey back to the world of Legos with Emmett and company. That's all in this edition of Ramble with Russell. So we're going to take a quick little musical interlude and wrap the first review of the show. My first Blu-ray review for this episode is Forrest Gump, the 25th anniversary edition, courtesy of Paramount Home Video. And as I said in the intro, I actually watched this movie back in the day in theaters. And what's always appealed to me about this story is this is story of like the ultimate, one of the ultimate underdogs in history. It was... You know, born the way he was with, with, you know, not being able, uh, smart as other kids sort of thing. And had some disadvantages thrown his way. And then kind of worked his way through those. And, and you know, made the best out of life. And that's kind of cool. And that's what I like about this movie. It's a kind of, kind of feel-good story. And the soundtrack to this movie, for the longest time, and I'm dating myself here, but I'll say it. Longest time, I had this movie actually on cassette. It was like a two- Two cassette collection because there's so many songs on the soundtrack to this one. It's just and the nice thing about the songs is they're done, you know, chronologically. So and and it's it's part of the story. I've always said, you know, um, a good soundtrack can make a good movie even better, and it can make a and it can make a bad movie sound good. And and sometimes, so yeah, like uh, yeah, so. A bad soundtrack can ruin a good movie, but a good soundtrack can really improve a bad movie. When you have a good movie and a good soundtrack together, then you're hitting with all pistons here. And this one really is. Now, for the younger set, if you will, a lot of this music is older music. They might not get it. But, But, you know, people my age, you know, and a little bit not younger, maybe, this is a nice kind of journey back into time when it comes to this movie. Now, this is newly remastered on Blu-ray and does feature over three hours of special features. So that's pretty good because not only do you get the ones, you know, the three, the, the ones that you would have got in previous Forrest Gump releases, but you get a lot of nice new featurettes in this that that they they um didn't release before now a lot of these new quote new featurettes they kind of date back from a few years ago we're talking like i think it was 2009 maybe so it could have been stuff that they kind of had that they didn't release that in the prior video release they just didn't include these a lot of these are left over i'm watching these and i'm thinking like yeah, you know, I don't remember seeing these featurettes before, but a lot of them are from quite a few years ago. They didn't go to the extent, and it's a shame, because I would like to have seen that, done uh, a featurette with, with like, present day, like, filmed last year, or, or sometimes recently, of Tom Hanks and maybe Sally Field and Zemeckis and a few of the other people actually talking about the movie all these years later. Now... You know, it's still, they, they do featurettes where it's, you know, a few years, like 15 plus years have gone by. But to keep it up to date, it would have been nice if they'd gone that extra mile. Now, as I said, the movie is is a classic. Um, you know, Tom Hanks is is just amazing in this movie. I liked, and I, I've, maybe I've said this before, but bears repeating. Uh, I do like this movie way more 
is um, I just couldn't stand Castaway, folks. I really couldn't. Castaway, you know, if if I ever get um, it sent to me, I'll review it, but I'll give you an early preview here. I hated Castaway. Castaway was boring, people. I tell things as it is, and I'm going to tell you right now, I hated it. I hated Castaway because it was mostly him on an island, no matter how good Tom Hanks is, him on an island talking to a beach ball that had a blood stain on it. That was it. And he risked his life in the movie for a beach ball, a beach ball, people. And that there's there's no animals on the island, no nothing, just him by himself. And that's a good chunk of that movie. There's a little bit at the beginning, a little bit at the end with other actors. But mostly it's Tom just going crazy on the island. And the trouble I have with Castaway, this is almost like two movies in one, um, is you didn't get emotionally invested in the character at the start of it to really care that he was trapped on the island and all this stuff. To, and, and really, I just, it was a colossal waste of my time. And I saw this in the theater and I didn't like it. I saw it with a buddy and I didn't like it. Now, and I say that to kind of go over to this movie in that the, the, ob- the obvious differences between Castaway and Forrest Gump is that in Forrest Gump, they, they really got you to know this guy and know him from a kid. Because a good early part of this movie, we meet Forrest as a child. And it has a weird time progressing, which because which, it starts in the present. And then he, he's talking about his life on this bench. And then the, at the end, the movie catches up. So it's an odd way they did that. And, and little Forrest, uh, young Forrest, played by Michael Connor Humphreys, cute kid. And, and I heard about this before, but Tom Hanks based his performance of older Gump based on how the kid talked and acted. Because he, they, he said that in the extras, well, you know, I could have made up something for you. But he just looked at the kid they hired and watched him recorded him and then based it at that. So that really makes your transition from, you know, adult to kid back to adult again, really kind of seamless. And, and really, you know, adds to the story and, and makes you think, yeah, these are two of the same people. I like that a, a lot with that. That really works well. Now, I said, so this story is basically him as a child, as a, as a kid, we catch up to him when he's maybe like, ah, he's really young. Kind of, well, they, they kind of imply he's just starting like kindergarten or first grade because the whole bus thing, but he looks to be like eight or nine. So, um, so you get those first early years, his establishment with Jenny, who gets played by the adult by Robin Wright. And, and she, um, is an interesting character in this one in that his, his devotion to her, she, she flies it in, in his Alice's life throughout the whole series of the movie. The, the cover of the case is really cool. It's a feather and it's like embossed feather. And that, that is a symbol of kind of his life as a feather. I just kind of floats here and there. And Jenny kind of mirrors that, but, but in a, um, in, in a kind of opposite direction. Now, the big thing that this one back in the early 90s was this one was done with a lot of visual effects. ILM was just kind of 
picking up the pace here. Of course, ILM, Industrial Light Magic, was formed when Lucas did Star Wars, but they went on to do a bunch of stuff. In the early 90s, this movie was, it was, you know, right in the boom where we had Jurassic Park and a lot of the big special effects. So this, and and it's kind of a movie on the surface thinking, what special effects? But they, they did back then in a way, and they kind of go over it a bit in 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 the extras but a lot of it it's like well you've told me kind of how you did it in the extras but you gloss over a lot of things and i wish i could have known more so as much as they talk about it they they don't really show it now i didn't have a chance to listen to the commentary and and you do get a good chunk of commentary in this release you do get Zemeckis. You do get a lot of the behind the people talking about it. I like Zemeckis. He's not one of these directors who goes, oh, I'll never do commentary. He's done it in quite a bit of his movies, and I, I appreciate that with him. Um, he does that, but there's no commentary, and this is what really kind of disappointed me. No commentary by Hanks or Field or Robin Wright or Gary or uh, Gary Sinise. None of these people. There's not a, like an actor's commentary track, and that my friends, I'm going to tell you, much as I like hearing about from directors and stuff, I found that a little disappointing. Oh, I'm going to be honest with you. I did. I thought, like, really? You know, I mean, it's, I like to hear actors, and for some reason, they just didn't do one. So you get more than one commentary track, which is cool. But you're missing the one with the actors. And I think that was a very lost opportunity. I you know, most of them are still around and kicking. You probably should record one before it gets too late. But hey, just me. So, but that, aside from missing actors commentary, you get a good look at, at the behind the scenes of of the movie. And one of the things they include, I believe, which is new for this release, is there's kind of like a, a maximum movie mode kind of feature. Remember that? Um, where you can watch the movie and you turn this on, and 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 as the movie's playing, because there's so much music in this movie, you can when it hits a song, it then brings up a little a little featurette within the movie that explains, oh, this is why we use this song. Here's the history of this song. This is why we used it. That kind of thing. And you can either have that on automatically as the movie plays, or you tell the little icons on, and every time you see a little musical note, you can go on your hit your remote. And then it'll bring up that little featurette thingy. I watched it again with with it on auto. And it was cool because you don't have to hit nothing and watch for nothing. But I'm going to tell you, if you just want to watch the movie, don't, don't have that on. It was a little distracting and it kind of ruined the flow a bit. I'm going to tell you that. So if you just want to watch the movie first, watch that. But afterwards, it is kind of cool. And yeah, a lot of the songs, I I I love the soundtrack to this movie. It really is uh, it's a great selection and, and, mar- and, and marrying it with what time and period he was experiencing this. Uh, this movie is a tearjerker. Uh, surprisingly, it used to get to me a lot, but maybe, you know, I've just seen it too many times. Uh, but as a tearjerker, you know, people, uh, just, there's some heartbreaking kind of cry stuff in it. You really feel sorry for the poor guy. And it's so be forewarned. Um, Sally Field does a great performance in this when Robin Wright is terrific in, in this. And and Hanks, one of his better movies, for sure. I like Kenny Sinise as Lieutenant Dan. 
man, that man can do crazy like crazy. And they do, they do, um, and, it, and I'm going to give you a slight spoiler here, but Lord people, it's been 25 years. Okay. Uh, the, they, they do show how they, how they, um, how they fake, how they, how they, um, did Lieutenant Dan's injury and how they made a perfectly, you know, uh, able actor make him look like he didn't have legs. And that's kind of cool how they did that. I kind of, I heard that they'd done that and they kind again, it's another one of these things where they kind of show how they did it, but then they leave a lot of it like, okay, you filmed it this way, but with that technology, how'd you do that? I keep thinking that there's going to be a, a penultimate version of this release where they'll maybe go into further detail as it stands at this date and time. Uh, getting this this collection, especially getting on a 4K, it's probably the best collection, uh, you know, you're going to get out of this movie uh, right now. So, is it worth an upgrade for the extra features? Yeah, some of them are cool. Uh, another one of the extra features is is they they do a um, one of the features I liked is they 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 did a, a screening like a Q and A screening at the film school that Zemeckis uh attended and is named after his honor. So they did a screen of the movie and then on hand for a QA for almost an hour afterwards was Sinise, Tom, Zemeckis, and then the writer, uh the screenplay writer for the movie. So all four of them were together with a host, woman probably from the school, and she asked some questions, and then half of that was that, then half of it was QA. And that that's cool. I, I like to see that <laughs> if you ever see Tom Hanks on talk shows. He does quite the, you know, the Robert Zemeckis impression. I don't know if I'm really doing it right, but he he does it and it's really funny. He does it here. But it's a neat, interesting look. Sinise doesn't get to say a lot, um, but the rest of them do, and I like these kind of Q&A stuff. It was done a few years ago, but it, it's cool that they included that in. So, as extras, yeah, you including the, the dual you know, one commentary, you do get a lot. I just think certain things... Could have been a little bit better uh, when it came to that. Also, I noticed with a lot of these behind-the-scenes stuff, not a lot of input, you know, catching up with Robin Wright and Sally Field. A lot of Tom Hanks and Gary all over it, but not so much them, which is funny um, that they wouldn't want to talk about their roles so much in this movie. So, meh, it is what it is. Raw Egg is the best collection you can get. Uh, the 4K is cool. I, I do like the, the cover on the regular Blu release of the embossed feather. That is a very nice touch. And um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's still a, a fun movie. It, it's, you know, there are some action y sequences with the Vietnam stuff. If you're looking for a big action movie. Yeah, it's a little bit of it. Not going to be it but, it, but it's a fun kind of story of an underdog. And. Um, and definitely um, worth checking out. And, and, and I believe it won some Oscars back in the day, too, and was well-deserved that. So that is my take of the Forrest Gump 25th Anniversary Blu-ray release, courtesy of the great folks of Paramount Home Video. Seems like yesterday But it was long ago Jane was lonely, she was the queen of the night There in the darkness with the radio playing low and 
TV show on Blu-ray Review Plus episode is Killing Eve Season 1, courtesy of BBC Home Video. Now, this is a very interesting show. Now, I know this came out in video a while ago, but, you know, I'm finally taping TV catch-up. And since Season 2 has just recently started, I thought, what's a better time to go catching up with Season 1? Now, this is right, This is called The Entertaining, Clever, and Darkly Comic by the New York Times, and yeah, I would say that as well. Also, subversive, darkly funny, and wholly unpredictable from Vogue. And yeah, I would go with that as well. Your main stars of the show are are um are are, are Eve Palastri, played by Sandra O, oh, who of course was in Grey's Anatomy for the longest time. And and Villanelle, played by Judy Comer. Now these these two uh, are, are are couldn't be more opposite people. Sandra O's character of Eve, she is just a kind of somewhat you know um, a bored kind of whip smart security services operator, and, and her just job is just not really work for now for her. She wants to be you know in the field. She wants to be doing stuff, but you know she's kind of stuck in her role. Now, you throw in, of course, Villanelle, uh, who is a, a, a talented assassin who, who just, you know, lives a life of luxury being just killing people. And as this series goes on, and it's only eight, eight episodes, we, we learn that Villanelle is part of a, a secret society called the Twelve, who have kind of, you know, found her when she was younger and raised her and trained her to be a killer. That's that's kind of her role in in this society. So that's so these two lives kind of come together when when Villanelle kills somebody and and that's tied into to Eve's work and you know and 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 she got kind of gets puts on the case to uh, at first to babysit the 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 girlfriend of of the guy who got killed but Eve is certain that the killer is a woman and and that kind of ropes her into into um into Villanelle's circle and and they quickly have this weird attraction for each other and and it's really this odd obsession these two people who leave completely different lives but they start kind of um you know getting mixed up with you there's an attraction for either of them there's I, to me like a danger element with eve and villanelle i don't know there's something about eve that she just finds intriguing and these two people go on this kind of cat and mouse game for the season trying to catch you know uh, as eve trying to catch her and and at one point you know um they 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 meet and and uh Vanel says to Eve, you know, don't be surprised if you and I are working for the same people. And that's a very telling line in what happens in this story. There are so many twists, so many turns to it. I I, I you know, I haven't seen a lot of Sandra Oh. My wife Leanne loves Sandra Oh. I've only seen her in a, a bit of stuff. But I'm really impressed by her performance in this one. She is just really great. And it has a look. She has 
just a very interesting look about her that you 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 know that kind of stands out and makes that character even more interesting to me. And 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 Sandra oh has gone record saying that she's been waiting years for a role this meaty. And man alive, this is a meaty a meaty role to it. Also in the picture, you have Eve's husband who who is been with her a long time but even this obsession with villanelle threatens that there's one point there's a couple moments in this series one point where i went oh i just saw that when when uh, eve had a encounter with her husband and and so that happens so so yeah so uh eve gets kind of put on this task force to track down villanelle she gets uh recruited in one of her assistants as part of the team, and then a young computer kid, and then an older guy goes from being her boss to working for her, which is an odd kind of thing to happen. But <laughs> it's, it's, you know, 21st century, so weird shit happens. So so that happens. So we had this for the whole eight seasons, and Villanelle, oi, she is, there's something wrong with that girl. And, and she has a handler in this one as well, and he's kind of off. Yeah, uh, and so you have this whole thing going now. The cat and mouse game in this series is really good. And uh, what I liked about it, too, is the soundtrack. This is a very interesting show for soundtrack. There's a lot of music in here that, that's, that's very French. It's very foreign songs, which you don't see a lot. And this is a very globetrotting show. I mean, the the characters go from Berlin to to Moscow to uh Turkey, England, just all Tuscany, all over the place. They they're traveling in this cat and mouse game. And the ending of the season, whoa Nelly, is quite something. Because you're watching this going, Alright, it's very Games of Thronesy. You're going like, Alright, where is this going? This is going somewhere and then it takes a turn. You're like, man, and you really want to see the second season uh, and just find out how things go. Because it's just is like, <laughs> okay. And and so both of the, and, and so there's, again, this undercurrent between these two of this strange attraction they both have for each other that, that really kind of drives the show and, and, and really works well with it. And and that's what I like about it. It just it's a very unique show. Um, uh, when it comes to bonus features, not bad. You get uh, a series of bonus features spread across the two discs. This is two Blu-rays, eight episodes. No audio commentary, which is a shame. I would love to have heard it. It's only eight episodes. Would have been nice to have audio commentary by the director or the stars of the show. Uh, but you do get ones where you get uh, Vanilla's first hit in Tuscany. The MI6 team, locations, because there's a lot of locations in this one. Uh, creating Villanelle's world, and what a world she lives in. Uh, even Villanelle, just kind of their whole relationship, because they do have a relationship in this. Uh, Eve's obsession, and oh, Lordy, talk about exceptions. Uh, the art of the kill, a lot of these kills are, are not just, you know, bang, you're dead. There's, there's, a, there's a craft to it, because you, you get the sense that that um, Villanelle really enjoys her work. She likes seeing the the look on people's faces as they die. She is that messed up, people, that she enjoys doing that. And then uh, creating the show, so the producers go over what they thought of how to create it. 
Overall, yeah, and lots of comments by the stars of the show and the directors, so pretty good uh, that way. Overall, I, I liked it. Uh, it really is a fun and, as I said, clever show. The The soundtrack is terrific. No wonder it got an Emmy Award nominations. I don't blame it. It It is a really good show. Um, now, apparently I've been reading the, the three seasons, is it, is it that the friendly show does the three seasons has already aired uh, completely in the world. And I guess BBC is getting it second. I don't know how that happens. So second season currently is airing on television. Check your local listings. Um, so that is going right now. I will be looking forward to seeing this when it comes out in video. I do believe the second season video is coming out from what I've read, either in June or July. Ramblers, so I will do my best when that comes out. The second season on video to watch that as soon as I can and give that to you. Overall, I am impressed by Killing Eve. It is a really fun show. Definitely a show if the second season's on now, you want to watch the first or you watch the second. It, it It's a lot of good stuff in there. Overall, fun. Sandra O oh is terrific. I said her and, and Jody have this chemistry, which really comes over on screen. It really works for the show. So that is good. And um, yeah, definitely worth checking out. Want something to keep in mind too. It's not a show for children. So I wouldn't watch this around kids because it, it, some of the deaths in this show are quite nice. So that is my take of Killing Eve Season 1 on Blu-ray. Courtesy of the great folks at BBC Home Video.
Blu-ray movie review for this episode is Escape, courtesy of Sony Home Video. Now, this is another one of these movies very similar to Saw in a way that a bunch of strangers get thrown into an area and they got to work their way through puzzles or die, which is pretty much the premise of almost every Saw movie. Now, unlike Saw, there, there is a there is a there is a death factor to this, but it doesn't go to the kind of uh, kind of extremes that some of the Saw movies do. I I don't know if I told the story, but I'll tell it again. Years ago, Ramblers, I went to try to see a Saw movie in the theater, right? Because every once in a while, I feel like a little bit of horror. And previous to that, I'd seen the Saw movies only on like my television screen, and I you know I could deal with that kind of violence on a smaller screen. It doesn't really bother, you know, you know, it, it, I can watch it. But I tried, I don't know which Saw it was, pick one. I tried to watch a Saw in a theater. It wasn't the first, I know that. And, and it was so big and so in my face, I said, nah, I'm done. I sat through it because you pay your money, you sit through it. But after that, I said, no, I'm not going to see that type of movie in a theater again. Because it's just a little too big, a little too in my face, and a little too realistic. Smaller screen, you can kind of, you know, realism-wise go, okay, it's a small screen, it doesn't, you know, it's so bad. But a big screen, no. And this movie, similar to that, probably would have been a little more palatable on screen because the deaths, and there are deaths, slight spoiler, are not, like, super gory deaths. So it would have been a little easier to take. In this premise, just like a Saw movie, six strangers get, uh, a weird little invite that they must take part. They get invited to take part in a game called these escape rooms. And they kind of established this. I guess it's present day, but it could be near future that the escape room thing is, is like a thing that society is doing right now. People do it for fun. Well, these six strangers get invited to say, you know, come play this game. If you win this game, you can get $10,000 and all these people, you know, get looped into it. And there are six strangers. You have um, Taylor Russell plays Zoe Davis. You have uh, Ben Miller played by Logan Miller. Funny that way. Uh, Jason Walker played by Jay Ellis. Mike Nolan played by Tyler Labine. Uh, Amanda Harper played by Deborah Ann Wool. I think I've seen another stuff. And Danny Kahn played by Nick Dadani. These six strangers get invited to this game, and they don't know each other at the start of this. But as the game goes on, you realize that they all have a connection. They all have something that ties into each other that, unbeknownst to them before, they were not aware of. So that's interesting. It doesn't late in the game that you find this out. And, and so they have to make their way through all these traps and survive. And some of the rooms because it almost should be escape rooms, plural, um, are quite inventive. There's an upside-down one that's crazy, and there's one where it turns the room into a giant oven, which I don't think I've ever seen before. That's kind of cool. And they're all meant to do this, but they don't know why they're trying to be killed. Um, so that's that. Some of the effects in it are kind of neat, um, and, and it does lead to an interesting ending that definitely, wow, sets up a sequel. This movie is like, yeah, you know, if it does well, we're going to throw the ending and we're going to make it totally like, this is how the second movie starts. And if it doesn't, then you set up a lot for nothing. 
Overall, a very intense movie. It's one of these ones, much like with Saw, they just kind of throw people together. So it's a little tricky to have to care about them right away because we get very little information. As they progress through the rooms, you find out more and more about each character. But yeah, it's just you don't get a lot in it. As I said, the 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 costumes are are I mean the the room designs are quite neat, so you do have that. So it's kind of saw light that way. For uh, special features, quite a bit for a single disc release, I have to admit. Uh, this is a Blu-ray DVD combo pack. You get eight deleted and extended scenes, including an alternative ending. I love these. These are where, well, we tried this ending, and you can be the judge on whether you think it ended that way. I kind of like the way the movie ended. Uh, it definitely sets it up for another one, but they obviously went, because a lot of movies do this, right? They they film two endings, they test it with an audience, and then they say to an audience, okay, which ending did you like better? And then that's the one they pick. So that's pretty much how they do that. So you get that, you get game set, room and match, you get the shows, how the rooms were creative, uh, you get so uh, a good load of featurettes in this story. And I know I've seen Deborah Ann Wool before. She seems like somebody I've seen her before. She's I, She has that kind of look and that kind of face. And all the characters have different motivations. So there is a fair amount of extras in this release, which is cool. Uh, overall, I, I did like it. Yeah, I know. Where have I seen her? As I look through ah right she was on true blood right for those of you who are going wait a minute i've seen her before on something else yes i I knew it um she's also been recently on the punisher tv show i have not had a chance to watch that yet um but and yeah and she's been on in the in the defense so she's been part of the marvel tv cinematic universe uh she's been part of that but yeah on true blood I best remember her for Jessica Hambly, the uh, reluctant vampire who got turned into a vampire and just went with it. So that's, I remember her. She's great in, in True Blood. If you haven't seen True Blood, you should. And yeah, she's a quite prominent part in the uh, TV MCU, uh, appearing not only in uh, The Defenders, but Daredevil and Punisher as well. So there you go. That's where she's been. And so she did that. She is coming up in a um, TV series as well called Relics in Rarities, where she plays the Dungeon Master. Interesting. So I'll have to look that one up. So that is her. She's the most notable person I recognized from it when it comes to actors. Overall, a, a fun movie, a good set of extras for a single disc release, and, and very tension because you're like, Okay, how are they going to get out of this one? And, you know, how how are they going to get this one? And um, who is going to survive? And there's a nice little twist on that near the end. I won't say how it is, because it's spoiled, but it's like, oh! And, and I, I like how they did that. Overall, a good movie. I, if there is an escape room too, I would definitely check it out. Uh, they... they Totally set it up for it. 
And I'm curious to see how certain characters deal with that. I'm not going to say who, but I'm I'm curious. If they do an escape room too, and they don't address the ending of this one, and they just jump to a new set of strangers, uh, and you know, and start over again, and don't reference the first movie at all, that's a missed opportunity. I can tell you that right now. If they don't do that, they are missing out. And I hope they don't, because why go the effort if you're not gonna follow through, movie people? So we'll see. And if they do come out in Escape Room 2 and they and I do it a copy of it, I, I will call them out on it if they don't. So you know me, you know me, Ramblers, I'm the home of honest reviews. And if that happens, I will say it. So keep in mind for that. If you see that come out and I uh, get a copy, they don't do what I think they should do. I'll give my two cents on it, guarantee you. Overall, a nice little escapism with the escape room. I, d- I did like the premise of it, and and the the traps in the rooms and the puzzles were unique. And in this day and age of you know all the multiple saw movies, I'm glad somebody's doing something a little bit different and 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 you know not so harsh. I mean, this didn't get an R. Oh, and also it got uh, rated scary AF. I will not translate AF. You should know what it is. I keep a clean show by Andrew Frund of Dish Nation. Yeah, there were some definite scary kind of tensiony moments in it where it made you question who was going to survive and who wasn't going to survive. So that's cool. So that is my take of Escape Room on Blu-ray DVD combo pack. Courtesy. Oh, and... um. There isn't something where the movie starts at one point and then you, you're working way to where the movie's started. So it's like start, flashback, and then we catch up to movie. So that's interesting technique they did there. So that is my take of Escape Room on Blu-ray DVD combo pack, courtesy the great folks at Sony Home Entertainment.
last Blu-ray movie review for this episode is the Lego Movie 2, the second part, courtesy of Warner Brothers Home Video. Now, it's been five years. Isn't it amazing, folks? Five years since the first Lego Movie hit the screens, and that was a huge success. And I really liked that movie because, I'm telling you, it, it really this was something different. They, they did it in a way that it had a lot of action and it appealed to a lot of people, but there was the kind of thing like, yeah, this is a really kind of neat movie. And, and um, the way with, with like the figures and then the whole live action stuff and the story with the kid, and the Will Ferrell character was really neat. And it was uh, a, a very interesting choice when it, when it came to, um, when it came to, to a movie. And of course, the success of the Lego movie did spawn the Lego Batman movie and then the Ninjago movie. So it was only a matter of time before before they were going to make another one. Like they, there was talk of this for ages. Now, I did want to see this in the theater, but, you know, life is busy and I didn't get a chance to. So I'm glad I finally got this here. I even put off I put off like deliberately not um, playing the, the video game because I don't want to spoil the movie. So this movie, much like the, the kind of takes place again, five years after the first movie. And as when I reviewed this first movie, I believe I said, man, the first movie, did they ever set up a situation for a sequel? The way the first one ended, absolutely it did. And this second movie kind of picks up after that, they they kind of show the events that happened right after the first movie ended years later and changed when it comes to the land of Lego. The, the first movie ended and slight spoiler here, but folks, it's been five years. Go and see it. We ended the kid that was playing with the Legos, you know, the him and his dad said, OK, you play the way you want to, but you got to let your little sister in, bring in his little sister with the Duplos. And so, yeah, so that's what happened in the, so what happens is the, you get the impression that, um, that the little sister finally gets to play with the Legos and, and she kind of destroys the city. And so, and all these characters now are living like a kind of Mad Max kind of wasteland. Of the kid being allowed to play with the Legos with him, so that's what happened. And everybody is hardened in because because the Duplos keep wrecking the city before as faster than they can rebuild it. So they just kind of give up, and we got like a post-apocalyptic kind of wasteland here. So everybody in the city has kind of hardened, you know, and turned that way, except for Emmett, played by Chris Pratt, who is just still the same optimistic kind of. You know, everything is awesome kind of guy. So, excuse me for drinking. So that that's kind of where it is now. Now, Chris Pratt comes back as Emmett, but he also has a dual role here because he also wrecks Danger Vest, who kind of plays uh, the character of kind of, if you took Chris Pratt and you... The characters he's done in movies and combine them into one person. It's that. It's kind of like the more confident version of like like what if Chris Pratt, the actor who's been in all these movies, was that. And so that's his role in this one. And as the movie progresses, we there's a tie 
between Emmett and Rex Dangervest. Not only, but that gets revealed later on in the movie. I won't say what it was because I don't spoil things here on the show. You know that, Ramblers? I don't do that. So, so there is a connection there, and and you get a lot more of how the city folks are um, are egos, and how the real world are kind of interacting and kind of explaining it to them. Because in the story, you know they're kind of living with apocalypse, where they're always the threat of the Duplos, and and early on in the movie, uh, Lucy, uh, Wild Sal, played by Elizabeth Banks, and a bunch of the other regulars, like Batman and Unicorn. And Metalbeard and Benny, they all get kidnapped by a newcomer to this called General Mayhem, who who comes in and and then captures them because her queen, Queen um, Queen uh, Watatambi, or no Queen what whatever uh, Watabi, said <laughs> fast. Is looking for a mate and she, um, for a marriage ceremony of sorts. So she kidnaps Batman. Batman, once again, is voiced by Will Arnett, who does a great job in this one. They even kind of make reference to the Batman movie, which is kind of funny. So he returns. So they get kidnapped and brought to the Sistar system. And, and that does the whole movie is, is Emmett trying to reunite uh, with his friends and, quote rescue them and and as the movie goes on we 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 get the uh relationship between finn the kid from the first movie and his younger sister who uh, both of them have aged five years so he's kind of become almost like a teenager and she's kind of eight or nine ish i'm gonna say and and so there's and they're all trying to um thought off a Mama Mar get in. At least, how do you say that? And that name makes sense as it goes on. So this 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 um sequel is a lot more musical than the first one. The first one is there musically, but this one they really kind of hype up the music. And the the Queen, uh, voiced by Tiffany Haddish. And I'm gonna say of all the Tiffany Haddish movies I've been watching lately, you know, and that includes um, Night School. And um, the other one I recently watched, which is escaping me. But out of all the Tiffany um, movies I've watched, and she was pretty good in high school, I like her in this role better. I think as as the queen, she plays a very interesting part because she like is plain evil, but she's saying she's not evil in this one. And she has a couple of really good songs in this one. I mean... I tell you the, the the villain songs lately, and I said this with um with Smallfoot. The 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 villain song of Smallfoot is great, but it, we we kind of run the lines here. When is a villain not a villain? And so the Queen has two really good songs in this one, uh, in the food in the movie. I I they're really good. The lyrics, the uh, the music, they're very re-listenable too, and it really makes me want to get the soundtrack. And 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 they're really done. And I I, I like the songs in this one. Uh, so it, it's much more of a musical kind of theme overall. So the story is there. I, I love how they do the stuff with Lego. There's a lot more Lego and real world kind of stuff. And because for the most part, we go a long chunk of time where it doesn't. 
All the other cast of characters come back, but it's mostly a Benny story. I'm sorry, it's mostly an Emmett story more. The other words, others are kind of there, but they're not there. All these, um, all the all the characters, they did make Lego sets from them, and and the the sets really tie into the seeing the screen. So that's really cool that they did that. Overall, it is a fun sequel. Do they set things up for a possible third movie? Uh, maybe. Hard to say. Um, but, but there is, not as deliberately, I'm going to say, as they did with the first one. The first one was like, okay, we definitely see where you're going for sort of, with after that, for the second. And this one, maybe, um, I think if it does the kind of money, it will, but we'll see if, um, if it does that. Now, for extras in the not bad, uh, in this one, when it comes to, yeah, I mean, and it's funny after the um, this the the first Lego movie released, Lego Ninjago didn't really do the greatest, and the Batman one did well. Um, but the the the, um, the Lego Ninjago one really didn't hit the mark. Uh, when it was, so yeah, so they were kind of high hopings for this one. Comes this, so for extras, you do get the everything is awesome sing along. This is if you again. This is very much like maximum movie mode, where you, you as you watch the movie, you can watch it just as you theatrically would have seen it. But in, in the everything is awesome sing along, as you're watching it, it's kind of karaoke, so you can sing along with the songs, and a lot of trivia kind of gets thrown up there as well. You also get commentary by the filmmakers, which is cool. I believe they did that for the movies, first movies. They do it for the second one. Although no cast members again, no cast members. This is a trend I don't like. I think it would have been hilarious to hear them talk about that, especially Tiffany. But no missed opportunity there. Uh, also, the extra of they come in pieces, assembling the movie too. This is uh, like highlighting the the voice talent of it, uh, featuring all the voice actors talking about the role, which is really cool. Emmett's holiday party. It's a Lego movie short, very cute uh, with it. There are a lot of little, um, there's Lego uh, sets in action. This is, uh, animations of the Lego product tied to the Lego movie too. So it's like the actual Lego sets in videos. Um, you, you get to see, uh, then there's also the Lego designers. These are Lego toy designers to highlight the key play sets in the toy, in the Lego line. It's kind of advertising really for the toys, Lego toys. You get uh, outtakes and deleted scenes. Uh, when it comes to that, you get a, a music video by Beck featuring Robin and the Lonely Island. You get that. You get um, the promotional spots. These are custom spots made during the theatrical campaigns. These are really neat. That is like, you know, turn off your cell phones and little stuff that they, they aired on TV um, while the movie was running. So that that is kind of neat. Uh, I like when they kind of throw that stuff in. So that is there. Overall, uh, a fun sequel. It, it, it kind of lacked in some ways the... Um, the... Uh, the punch of the first movie. Because the first movie was so way out there and we'd never seen anything like this before. And now this is good. And and it kind of brought into different areas. 
And I do like the fact that there's more kind of real world and the twist in it is kind of neat, although not too surprising. But I did like the story. It, it is a, a fun movie. Definitely a worthy sequel. Will there be a, a third part? I don't know. I definitely, in the future, see there will more likely be another Lego Batman movie. I don't know why they wouldn't want to go there. Another Ninjago one? Chances are very low because it didn't do too well, really. Uh, more chance of seeing a Lego Movie 3. But will it take another five years? I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I think more likely we'll probably see a Lego Batman Movie 2 before we'll see another Lego Movie movie. <laughs> Overall, uh, a fun, though, and um, interesting... It, it's... It, 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 comment to on the relationship between brothers and sisters and i have younger sisters so if you have any kind of younger siblings you can definitely uh relate to that a lot more live action stuff this round when it comes to the real world as opposed to the lego world you can take that for what it is but uh a fun sequel decent amount of extras also if you uh, buy this you do get a um a, up to an 89 dollars value for a Legoland free kids ticket with the proof of any, uh, or with the purchase of any uh, single day adult ticket. Now, keep in mind that offer will expire in December 31st of 2021, but you do get that in there. So if you have a chance to visit a Legoland and man, I wish I could, there you go. You save some money courtesy of the movie. So that is there. Overall, uh, a fun, a fun second part of it. And uh, hopefully there'll be more Lego movies to come. So that is my take of the Lego movie 2. The second part on Blu-ray digital DVD combo pack. Courtesy of the great folks at Warner Brothers. So that's going to wrap things up for this edition of the show. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Coming up, we've got a lot of things coming up in future episodes of the show. One of the things I want to mention with Gump One, which I forgot to mention, but I wanted to mention, I did. they did do uh, a featurette where they talked over how the script went from like a book to a movie and the whole process that went through that. I thought that was rather interesting, and I wish more movies that were adapted from books would kind of go over all that work to the source material. Because at one point, Gump was being passed around to Warner Brothers, and Warner Brothers passed on it, actually, and said they didn't want uh, because they had, because partly because of Rain Man, and that that was another movie would start a character that was kind of challenged. And they thought, well, you know, we already have this movie. We really don't want to do another one, so we're going to pass on, on Gump. And they did. <laughs> and this was after Rain Man made a potload of money and and proved to them that America does want to watch a character like that in a movie. So that little movie trivia there that I didn't realize, and I thought that was kind of cool. All right, and um, I I hope you all enjoyed my review. By the way, last week of watching Captain Marvel, some Captain Marvel news for y'all before I uh, say what's coming up next week. Uh, Captain Marvel has been announced that it will hit uh, retail on June eleventh. Here in North America, in the Canada, the U.S., the the international releases releases will come a little later than that, but it is going to be hitting June 11th at a store near you. 
I should be, Knockwood, because uh, the folks at Disney love me. Uh, I should be getting an advanced copy of that in early June, so I will have a release. I will have a review up for that movie either the week before or the week of, of its release, so keep a watch for that, Ramblers. Looking forward to seeing Captain Marvel. I've heard a lot of mixed reviews about it, and I'll give you, my, as always, my honest opinion of that movie when it does hit uh soon i maybe will throw in some links on twitter um uh when it comes to that 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 were passed along to me so um keep a eye on twitter and i might throw in some captain marvel stuff in an upcoming tweet so yeah i might they did send me some stuff that i might share with you guys my loyal listenership so keep an eye on twitter relatively soon it Depends on uh, what I could do. Because I do believe... Let me just quickly check. As I sometimes I like to check for things while I'm talking to you. That just shows realism of what I do. What did they send me? I will be coming at Digital May 28th for all those who want to see it early. Um, Yeah, I will send you... Uh, I can send you a... Um, I will send... Look for my... um In my YouTube feed, I will send you a uh, trailer below that if you guys want to watch it, I will send the link to that on my Twitter feed. And of course you can check that out there. As always, you can touch me the number of ways. You can always check me out on Twitter. I am at rambling Russ at R A M B L I N G R U S S. Tweet me, I tweet you back. I usually throw any kind of cover art of things reviewed and um, Disney did pass on a YouTube link. I, I will throw that onto the show, um, onto my Twitter feed once this episode goes to air. So keep an eye out for that. And when it does get, this review does get posted, I will put the cover art for the movie up there. You can always check me out on Twitter. Of course, you can also check me out on Facebook. Just type in at, uh, just type in Rambled Russell Facebook search and you'll find me there. Of course, um, if I'm a Facebook page, please throw a like that way. I know I need to woefully update one of these days. Of course, you can check out all new episodes right here on the Talk Shoot Network. I'm show 18411 as my caller ID. Any new episode we uploaded here. And then, you know, keep a you know, feel free to look at my back catalog. I have oh, tons of episodes of tons of things you want to check out. Of course, this has been my home since about a regular home since about 1984. I did lose not 2014. I did lose a bunch of uh, episodes from around 2013, 2014. Uh, because of what happened with Talk Show a while back. But most of my stuff is there. For any earlier episodes from before I started doing regular ones here in Talk Show, you can always check out my original home on the internet, which is at HTTP, full colon, backslash, backslash, Rambling Russ, R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-R-U-S-S, dot Libsyn, dot L-I-B-S-Y-N, dot com. That's original home on the internet, where I have over eight-plus years of podcasting goodness, going back to when I started way back in May of 2006 a lots of old interviews reviews um uh, convention coverage and a lot of celebrity interviews right there on my older feed you can check it out there you can also check that out uh some of the older episodes in 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 itunes under podcast this type around russell there you can find in itunes store there that and 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 of course this as i say this this is my 13th anniversary Guess first show in May. 
13 plus years doing this show on the internet. For all you you that have stuck with me this past 13 years, thank you. I moved around a lot. And for all you new people, welcome to the show. This is what I've been doing for over a dozen years on on the internet. Uh, I, I, I was contemplating doing an anniversary show. I've just been so busy lately. It's just a matter of doing one and coordinating with Dave Cooper with the Cults and Collective. Also here on Talk Show, terrific show if you like pop culture, which is what I talk about as well. But it says he's in like UK five hours ahead of me, so it's not always easy. Hi, Dave, if you're listening. Shout out to him. Check out his show as well. I forget what his caller ID is, but just type in Cultum Collective. Him and Ian do a terrific show. They even take callers, talk about all kinds of things, pop culture, more Doctor Who than I do. Uh, but there is that. So check him out. Coming up on future episodes of the show, as I mentioned, Captain Marvel will be coming in a few weeks. I'll definitely talk about that. Did get a copy sent to me of Ms. Bala, speaking of, of empowering women, uh, starring Tina Rodriguez. We have that on a review show by courtesy of Sony, as well as more female-related with What Men Want, featuring Tracy Morgan and Taraji Tar- P. Henson, courtesy of Paramount, where a woman gets to read a man's mind, which is pretty interesting. As well, from HBO, they did send me a DVD copy of My Brilliant Friend, a friendship that defined a lifetime, the complete first season on DVD. Also, um, so that's an, an upcoming episode on the show. As well, still need to go through Elementary Season 6, uh, Cartoon President Season 1, Virus Season 8, also from BBC uh, Pride and Prejudice in Blu-ray, the remastered edition from the 1990s, and 13 Reasons Why Season 2. Still need to go through Season 1, working my way through that through Netflix. Before I give you two, I do want to watch one, but a very interesting series, nonetheless, dealing with teenage suicide, if you will, and a heavy subject. That's all coming up future episodes of the show and next movie review I don't know when including my spoiler free review of Avengers Endgame from last episode I don't spoil nothing I'll give you my addition, my opinion of the movie if you want to experience another movie but I will keep it spoiler free again if you want one I can do one but nobody seems to want me to do one so I'm going to keep it spoiler free unless you all just as a group say give me spoilers but no so if you want one it's there for your listenership, and and when Endgame comes in video, don't have an official release date for that. But if um, but if the Marvel is coming in early June, oh, I bet you Endgame will be coming out late June, early July is my prediction. When I know, when I can tell you, I will tell you. But for now, catch it in theaters if you can. It is definitely, as I said in the review, a a movie worth catching in the theater for the whole group experience. It is definitely worth it, for sure. And a great way to end 10 years, 10 plus years of the MCU in that phase. But there's more to come with Marvel. Marvel's not slowing down. We got uh, Spider-Man Far From Home in July, which I may or may not see in the theater. I don't know. That's July. Can't predict these things. Uh, But if I don't miss in the theater, I will definitely be checking it out when it hits home video. Ramblers, which... July, so we're talking August, September, October in the fall. That is it for me. Um, not a lot to talk about. Uh, more likely Shazam will probably hit video in two. Don't have an official announcement for that, but more likely will, so keep an eye on for that, and I will definitely check that out 
I get a copy of that one sent my way. That's all coming up in future reviews uh, on the show. There are a few other titles. I, I didn't get them sent to me. I did pick them up, uh, courtesy of my wallet, which is uh, some DC um, animated universe stuff, including the Superman, the Reign of the Superman, and Justice League versus the Fatal Five. Maybe I'll throw in one of those reviews in the near future. Uh, they weren't sent to me, but I put them myself because I enjoy DC Universe stuff, and it's always a little more edgier than Marvel will go to. That is it for me. I've talked enough of the show, and we'll catch you next time right here on Ramble with Russell. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.